This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, November 10th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Galley. Here's today's headlines. Election results challenge GOP. Rail strike negotiating deadline extended. And Ohio to draft plan addressing Lake Erie pollution. And here's a programming note. There'll be no daybreak tomorrow, November 11th, observing Veterans Day. Election results to challenge GOP leadership. House Republicans may yet win control of the House when the final votes are counted, but the GOP leadership will have at best a very small majority that could make it difficult for them to pass legislative priorities. A thin majority empowers individual members to derail bills. That's something House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has dealt with as she tried to move President Joe Biden's legislative agenda. House progressives, for example, delayed passage of the infrastructure bill. Now take note, the conservative House Freedom Caucus holds a new member orientation both today and tomorrow. And the agenda includes discussion of how to use issues like the Farm Bill as leverage points. Still, former House Agriculture Committee Chair Colin Peterson of Minnesota said the narrow election results could strengthen the GOP leadership's hand in dealing with rank-and-file members. The leadership can argue that voters don't, quote, want us to go off and make radical changes, that we are going to make everything partisan, Peterson said at a webinar hosted by the North American Agricultural Journalists. Deadline for rail strike pushed back to at least December 4th. The prospect of a rail strike is a little less imminent after rail carriers and at least one of the major rail unions agreed to extend the negotiating deadline from November 19 to early December. The two sides differed on the date. The carrier said at least until December 4th. The union said the new date is December 9. The National Carriers Conference Committee, which represents the nation's freight carriers, said yesterday the extension will give members of unions still facing ratification votes time to, quote, complete their voting without disruption from the threat of a strike. The railroads will remain engaged with the Brotherhood of Maintenance of Way Employee Division, the BMWED, of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, throughout the extended cooling-off period and will continue to seek an agreement based on the framework recommended by the Presidential Emergency Board, the committee said. Seven of nine unions have ratified the prospect pack, and two, including the BMWED and the Brotherhood of Railroad Signalmen, have not. The next votes are scheduled for November 14 and November 21. From the union side, the BMWED said that with the extension, there is absolutely no reason for the railroads to discontinue service or threaten to discontinue their services, causing intentional economic harm to their customers and the U.S. economy. There is now more than adequate time for the railroads to come to the bargaining table, engage in good-faith negotiations with us, and reach a voluntary agreement to provide all railroad workers with paid sick leave. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. 
Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Ohio to draft Western Lake Erie TMDL by the end of the year. Ohio has agreed to release a draft plan to address nutrient loads that have contributed to harmful algal blooms in western Lake Erie. In a proposed consent decree with EPA, Ohio said it would issue a total maximum daily load, or TMDL, proposal by December 31 and final TMDL by June 30. Under the proposed consent decree, if EPA disapproves the TMDL submission, Plaintiffs in the litigation that resulted in the agreement would not object to EPA taking up to six months to develop its own TMDL. The Environmental Law and Policy Center in Chicago sued EPA in 2018, challenging its approval of Ohio's list of impaired waters because it did not place a high enough priority on the development of a total maximum daily load for Western Lake Erie. Brazil raises soybean production forecast. Brazil's national supply company, which goes by the Portuguese acronym of CONAB, on yesterday said it expects farmers to produce 153.5 million metric tons of soybeans for the 22-23 marketing year. Farmers, Conab said, are going to plant more and get stronger yields despite late rainfall this planting season. In Mato Grosso, the main producing state of the grain, the works are approaching the end of the crops are showing good development despite the irregularity of the rains, Conab said, about the soybean crop that is more than half planted. USDA yesterday left its forecast for Brazilian soybean production for 22-23 unchanged at 152 million metric tons. That would be up from the 127 million metric tons that Brazil produced for 21-22. Republican egg farmer wins Florida Ag Commissioner race. Republican Wilton Simpson, an egg farmer and president of the Florida State Senate, who spent a hefty $2.4 million on his campaign, defeated Democrat Naomi Blamer for control of the state's agriculture department. The position is currently held by Democrat Nikki Freed, who ran for governor but lost the, in the primary to Charlie Crist, who then lost to incumbent Ron DeSantis. Bleemer, a Haitian-American minister and community leader, raised only $104,000 for her campaign. In addition to agriculture-related duties, the Commissioner of Agriculture and Consumer Services also oversees weapon licensing, a power for which both parties have aggressively vied for control. 
Other races? Well, Sid Miller won a third term as Texas Ag Commissioner, taking down Democrat Susan Hayes in Iowa. Current Ag Secretary Mike Nag fended off a challenge from Democrat John Norwood for the seat. Vilsack heads to COP27. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack will discuss the dairy industry's effort to achieve net zero carbon emissions, climate smart agriculture, and an international effort to increase ag research spending at the COP27 meeting in Egypt both tomorrow and Saturday. Vilsack will talk with USAID Administrator Samantha Power and former Secretary of State John Kerry about the Agriculture Innovation Mission for Climate, the Aim for Climate, or Aim for Sea, a joint initiative by the United States and the United Arab Emirates to boost ag research. When it was launched with $4 billion in commitments from participating nations, the leaders of the initiative said they hoped to double that amount by COP27. Here's today's He Said It. I'm looking for competition, not conflict. That President Joe Biden, when asked yesterday about what he would say to Chinese President Xi Jinping in Indonesia next week, Biden and Xi will both be attending this G20 summit. Biden said he expected he would discuss both fair trade with Taiwan issue with his Chinese counterpart. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, November 10th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.